Hey, and welcome to a special presentation, I guess you call it, of uh, Just Calvin. Um, I start with a, a uh, piece, an opinion piece from The Guardian. Uh, basically, it's, uh, it's, it's about uh, menstrual cycles, women, and the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, according to this, more than 30,000 reports of post-vaccine menstrual irregularities have been made to the uh, have been made to the UK's medical regula regulators alone, and the US researchers uh, Kate Clancy and Catherine Lee have collect collected more than 140,000 reports from people who have noticed a change in their period post vaccines. For the most, for the most part, these concerns have been brushed off by health experts. And nothing to see here. The message basically was. The periods are often irregular. Now, however, the medical establishment is fi finally admitting that maybe all these women aren't, weren't just making things up after all. This week, the BMJ published a report by Dr. Victoria Mayle, a lecturer in reproductive immunology of Imperial College London, noted that a link between the vaccine and menstrual changes was plausible and should be investigated. In the U.S., the National Institutes of Health recently awarded $1.67 million to five research institutions to explore potential links between COVID-19 vaccination and menstrual changes. Uh, let me be very clear. Overwhelming evidence shows that the COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective, but BS. There are lots of non-alarming reasons why the vaccine might temporarily affect your cycle, Dr. Mayles' report, which is kind of interesting, but I think males or male. Um, for example, notes that any link is probably the result of immune response to the vaccination rather than anything in the vaccine itself. Now they're just trying to cover their butts. At least that's my opinion. Anyway, let's see. Uh, go back to where I was at. Not that one. Uh, okay, so let's see. Da, da, da. Let's see. The next piece of news here from businessinsider.com. Once it loads up, I don't know if you guys have actually seen this, but uh, Biden uh, says he could sidestep McConnell's refusal to pay America's bills by print by minting a one trillion dollar platinum coin. Let's see. Um, let's go to the actual story. A new fight over the debt ceiling is brewing on Capitol Hill. Senator Minority and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has firmly dug in on the refusing refusing GOP help to renew the U.S. ability to pay off its bills, known as the debt ceiling. Instead, the Kentucky Republican said it is up to the Democrats to raise in order to finance their special and their so social spending plans on health care, education, and child care. He insists he's not bluffing. But the conundrum could have a coin-sized solution. A loophole in the law that provides, or sorry, prescribes the types of coins that can legally be minted 
in the U.S. theoretically allows the Treasury Department to mint a $1 trillion platinum coin, deposit it on the, uh, at the Federal Reserve, and then continue paying its bills as normal. Uh, see, the debt scene places a fixed limit on the total amount of money the Treasury Department can borrow uh, in order to fund government's activities, and Congress has to vote to either raise or suspend that limit from time to time as the federal debt grows over large, uh, ever larger. The Biden administration and Democrats are pressuring Republicans to back down, ruling out raising the debt limit on their own and reminding the GOP they played a, a role racking up a trillion in new debt under the Trump administration. There's no clear path out for lawmakers as they confront a barrage of uh, deadlines this month, including another spending brawl that could end in a government shutdown. Former President Barack Obama said in 2017, excuse me, interview with Crooked Media, which is actually called Crooked uh, Media, that senior officials had considered minting a coin to stave off a potential catastrophic default. We we were we were having these conversations with Jack Lou and others about what options, in fact, were available, because it has never happened before. Obama said, referring to the Treasury Secretary uh, Secretary at the time, there are all kinds of wacky ideas about how potentially you could have this massive coin. The debt ceiling sets up a frustrating conundrum. Congress can pass budgets that direct the government to spend a fixed amount of money across departments and programs and set taxes rates at particular levels to fund some of it. The gap between congressionally mandated spending and congressionally mandated revenues then needs to be paid for by borrowing money. That's not true, but anyway. Uh, But the debt limit requires yet another act of Congress to authorize the Treasury Department to actually borrow the money needed to pay for the spending lawmakers already authorized. This causes a problem once the department has that debt ceiling as it did at the end of July, while the Treasury Secretary has a bit of leeway to use extraordinary measures to keep paying the bills for a few months. Using cash on hand and shuffling money around that only works for so long, as it may exhaust those abilities sometime in mid-October. Uh, actually reaching a point where the U.S. government is no longer able to meet this obligation would likely be a financial and economic calamity, a default on existing U.S. debt. There's more to the story, but I'm not going to read it. You can go to uh, businessinsider.com for that. Here's the deal. You guys can look up on the Internet, Google it, if if that's where you choose to look it up. But look up and uh, look up and ask if um, tax loopholes are a government expenditure. Uh, if that's the case, then you know damn well if there's no money going into the government coffert, um, whether or not it spends it first, it doesn't matter. Uh, that means that if, if it goes, if, it, if it's not going in, but it's still, it's, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's, it's taxed that not going in, that still is considered as a tax uh, uh, expenditure. If you look that up, then that should tell you 
that because we there's no balancing act of jobs that have been created by the by those that have benefited from the 40 year plus loopholes of taxes and how much they actually benefited from having those tax loopholes if that was the case then i would say that we would have had an unemployment issue of no more than three percent for the past 40 years because so many people have either gotten laid off uh, even though those same companies um had gotten those those loopholes enacted and they were active and all that other stuff they saved money uh, based on uh, cleaning the house, if you will. And that, uh, to a certain degree, uh, helped um, keep inflation down. When in reality, if you had full employment and pretty much everybody who uh, gets those tax loopholes were actually paying their, their taxes, not saying fair taxes, but their taxes nevertheless, that would actually, we would have less in what you would call a national debt than we do right now. Because literally, the national debt, if you look at it, is money that has been spent uh, into the economy that has not been taxed out. That means that every single piece of money that was given to the big corporations uh, through tax loopholes, that is money that has been put into the economy but has not been taxed out. That means they're not paying taxes. That means that the so-called national debt is based on what big corporations have gone in those loopholes. That's based on, like, I think uh, they were trying to pass a uh, with a, a three-martini uh, crap uh, just before uh, Trump was kicked out of office. That meant that that would have allowed, I think, about 100% of, of um, corporate taxable income to be written off. Totally, completely. And that would have made it very much legal for big corporations to be able to actually have literally a free lunch as far as the park goes. And it would have been on the quote-unquote taxpayers' back because they would have actually had to have their taxes go up more in order to make sure that these big corporations who were not actually um, proving that they were uh, hiring as much as their loopholes uh, accounted for. Uh, and I said a couple of days ago on this show, I think it was, that if it was up to me, they'd have to earn those loopholes by having at least 90% of those loopholes go to reinvesting in more people to come on and to work for their, for their companies, making sure that they actually have more out, uh, they balance out uh, the production uh production of the other of the uh the products uh with the uh with the uh uh i guess human inventory i don't know how you would uh, uh put that but workers basically if you have as many work if you have more workers turning out more product then you will have more business coming in and you want to have to and you want to have to buy more of your stock your stock will have the natural um, raise in its value because if you look at the stock market, there are it uh, there are three categories in there. There are the the current value, there there is the actual value, and there is the whether it be uh, the value of losing or gaining. The middle portion is what I look at because if that's the if that number matches the number on the left hand side, 
then that means that that uh, stock is up naturally. That means that that business is actually turning out product, turning is being productive, and there you go. But if the but if it's not so balanced out, that tells me that those people are buying more of their own stocks and and not hiring more people. So in my mind, if you if you were able to uh, hire more people to justify having a loophole, then fine. You're actually doing something to earn it. So I don't think that the GOP lawmakers who decide to uh, to say um, that if anybody wants a food stamps or anything else, they, they have to prove it by going to work at a, a volunteer. Who's to say they don't do that in the first place? And who's to say the person is not looking for work in the first place? You know, depending on the depending on the industry that they they have experience in, maybe that experience, maybe that industry is not working looking for anybody. So there you go, or whatever the case may be. My point being is the people that should actually be doing that, in regards to um, earning their benefits, would be the people who are actually getting the massive tax deductions uh, on, on their uh, corporate taxes. Anyway. I find it interesting that um, that now they're thinking about doing a coin to pay for whatever expenditures. When because they don't want to go to the big corporations and force them to uh, to pay their fair to pay a share, you know, you know, justify their the tax loopholes. Um, even though a lot of Republicans are saying. That it pays some pays for itself, which is total horseshit. That that has never been the case. Literally, never been the case. Um, I think that they should definitely, you know, have to uh, prove the fact that they have earned those uh, tax and the, that tax relief by hiring more people and laying off less. Um, the one twenty dollar thing. That's just another way of saying to Joe Manchin and to other to other lawmakers that are against possibly raising the debt ceiling, fuck you, we're going to do this anyway. I kind of agree with that because that's that's calling it a bluff. At the same time, that's also kind of kind of letting the Republicans know. By the way, you can also do this. Uh, so yeah. In regards to, um, I've had some interactions on uh, say Twitter, for instance, with people who. Think the vaccine is fine and dandy. I tried to, uh, I tried, I, I was trying to find the websites that I, I've, I've been reading a lot of my research on. Some I found, some I didn't. Uh, but the ones I did find, there's so many people out there who don't really realize that the only thing you have to do is look at CDC and and you'll and it'll say that unless you have symptoms, and, and there's about 10, 10 types of symptoms that you can have. In order to justify going to a doctor, a lot of people I don't think have as many symptoms as as the as the website says. I don't know that for sure. Of course, I I myself never, I haven't had those symptoms yet. I'm very thankful for that. So I don't, I've never had to be forced to be in that position. But I also realize that in a very in a quite a few stories I've read online about about the headline saying that this couple died of COVID. If you look into it, uh, like there was one in uh, today that, for instance, I saw like a father passed away um, for, uh, from COVID. That's what it said. 
you look deeper into it, there's an actual uh, line where it said that he died of a blood clot. The vaccine can cause blood clots. So, and because under that, it also stated that the daughter was waiting for her chance to get the vaccine as well. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. That means that he got the, he, he got the, he got the vaccine. He died of blood clot. To tell you something there. One of the things that on the CDC says that uh, it could cause blood clots if you have like certain conditions of heart. There you go. So it wasn't necessarily COVID. It was a condition that the person already had that was exacerbated by the vaccine. Anyway, um, but yeah, look in, look more into that. Uh, and there are, don't listen to the, this, the Jack Lemons, Jack Lemons. Sorry, I, I am confused with the the another actor. Anyway, the. The African American dude that looks kind of like uh, a character from Star Trek. Uh, anyway, uh, look on the look look on the website, and if you have any of those allergies or you have any of the conditions, don't get the vaccine. Don't. The website says it. I have said it myself. I have, I have talked about it. I have shown it. I have done everything I possibly can. But people want to listen to the headline news, which is mostly headlines, may or may not have any kind of actual proof or legitimacy behind it. There was a question that was asked of Dr. Gupta, I think his name is, and he had asked Dr. Fauci on CNN last week, I think it was, Someone had asked if, even though they've already had COVID, should they get the vaccine? And Fauci said he doesn't have a firm answer, which means he doesn't have an answer for that, that they have said this should be the official answer. So look at everything. Don't Don't just follow the mainstream narrative. That's the one thing. Before Biden got into office, uh, they were all about the science, outside science. They weren't about the Fauci science. They were about the outside science. And so was Trump. But once once Republicans left and Democrats got in, it was all about the Fauci science. It wasn't about the natural science that everybody else outside of the of the D.C. area, because that's all I've been looking at, not the D.C. one, because they get paid to lie a lot of times. And as we've seen with, uh, I mean, I had to give the, I had to give the devil his due. Rand Paul was right about it. Uh, Fauci was involved in that whole thing in regards to, uh, in regards to Wuhan and all that other stuff. I'm not going to say anymore anyway that, uh, the that the uh, coronavirus was was put into one. There's too many things now that either go with that or contradict it. I'm not going to go into that anymore. What I will say is Fauci, Bill Gates, and Pfizer and Moderna all had reasons to have this vaccine out there and had the reason to have the emergency uh, act put into place. Anyway, that's all I got to say as far as that part goes. I'd like to thank you for listening. 
Um, please share this, listen to this, and if you think I'm worth it, please subscribe. Just 49 cents a month. If you don't, then please listen and please share at least. Uh, thank you for listening again. Happy Sunday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, I will probably be doing a video tomorrow, either way. Peace out for now.